delivery, bros. Hopefully it starts eventually. Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Anthony Anthem, a.k.a. Black Fabio, a.k.a. The Midnight Marauder, a.k.a. Hit him with the dropkick Martin Janetti, a.k.a. I'm ready, a.k.a. Then a.k.a. Have like a popper full of confetti. I'm doing too much. All right, I'm Mr. A.K.A. Guys, what's up? <laughs> Today we have um we have some special guests. Yeah, you see two people on the screen, not just one. Two, dos. Yes, it's usually just uno and dos. No, it's uno, dos, and tres. Tres liches. Tres amigos. Yeah, Trace Alicia, that actually sounds good right now. Anyway, so, <laughs> so coming back. But today, we have, of course, the great David Montoya and the mighty Justin Jesus Wallace coming yeah. back on the show. So, we have Mr. Who's the Boss of Jay Zoman Productions. And then we also have Justin Juice Wallace of Juice Pro Wrestling Podcast. And guess what? What? This show's going to be the shit. We call this the triple threat. Place your bets. <laughs> yeah. Jump shot is wet. Okay, I'm done. Anyways. Okay. But yo, how you guys doing though? Good. Doing good. Good. A little under the weather, but uh, can't complain, I guess. Sir, how did you even end up sick? I, man, you know, it's weird. Uh, I, my, me and my producer, you know, we went out to Chicago for three days of fucking wrestling shows and uh, a couple live podcasts. And just shaking lots of hands, man. I should have brought the hand sanitizer. But, uh, yeah, I started feeling it yesterday. It, it's funny, I was on Twitter earlier and... Uh, one of the guys from the uh, Zachary Wentz from the Rascals was tweeting. He's like, "I'm fist bumping now from now on." He, <laughs> he said he was like shaking, met a bunch of people the past weekend, shaking hands, and he's sick too. <laughs> yeah, that's not sick motherfuckers right. out there. Well, I mean, it is men in tights wrestling and sweating on each other, so eventually somebody might end up sick. Yeah, sweat. That's what the sport. Man, but you had probably side of me, can I can see, and also that's my brother right there. Hi, right, bro. Hi. They know me very. This podcast knows me very well. It's uh, it's your job. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I'm gonna see this. You see what I go through here? I can't for another reason. So it is the delivery bros after all. Yeah. Well. When he wants to show up. Hi, yes. That's very <laughs> you, you, so, let's see, I lost my train of thought now. Okay, so it was a crazy weekend in Chicago. Yeah. We all know this. You went to multiple shows, you know, your live podcast. But you already know what we got to talk about, guys. AEW. All in. What did everybody think of the show? What did you think about it from a live perspective? What did you think about it from a live stream perspective? Uh, Dave, you can hit it up first, man. Okay. Um, 
You know, I think that the, the booking and the storytelling for AEW is on par with, like, old-school 80s. Because to me, it had that old-school 80s storyline. For the most part, I was engrossed. I was pulled in, and the, the story, to me, felt more important than the moves that were coming out. And, of course, like, the Young Bucks versus the, the Lucha Brothers, I think, stole the show. And it was just, it was an amazing event. I could only imagine what it was like to be live. <laughs> oh, man, it was, uh, I agree with everything you just said. It was, uh, you know what, here's the thing. We were in a suite, and it was cool, man. Uh, and I, I would have to say probably my favorite match of the night was that ladder match with the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros. Yes. I, I really did like the private party match, too. Uh, with Jack Evans. Oh, they did really good. Yeah, that that was. I, I'm kind of like, man, why is that on the buy-in? But whatever. Um, it was cool, except in that sweet man, it everything was so low. Like it sounded like there was nothing going on. Like the music and everything came out so soft. Like I. Oh really? Yeah, it was really weird, man. Like I, I've still yet to watch it. You know, on pay-per-view or any of that, but. uh that was the only, I guess you could say, negative thing about it was the crowd and everybody, they were into it. They were loud. But, man, I'm telling you, like, in that suite, and the suite was like, we weren't behind any glass or anything. It was wide open. Um, but you you couldn't, like, hardly hear a damn thing. It was, it was really weird. Mm. So, you know, mm. I mean, that kind of sucked. Uh, because, like, Friday night, I went to a... Uh, GCW Black Label Pro uh, two cup stuff and I mean that was you you went I just posted a video on my YouTube uh, just some highlights uh, no spectacular camera work because man I like going to the shows and enjoying them more than I do you know filming like everybody else right. but uh, dude that crowd you want to talk about fucking rowdy like being at like an old school ECW show or something that was where it was at man they were they were rowdy. And uh, Warrior Wrestling too on uh, Sunday. Uh, both of those crowds just in the being there live were more impactful than AEW from where we were sitting, though. You know, right? Oh, I mean that's kind of different. You know, you know maybe a smaller. It's kind of more intimate. You can see more, including the crowd chants and stuff like that. So I can see that, like, and I love it. Like I actually got to see some of the highlights from the Black Label GCW show. Um, like, cause like I, um, I follow a couple guys on Instagram, and they were posting a couple moments that happened at the show. Some of those spots were incredible. Oh man, it was yeah. The Lucha they had like a what was it? I think it was supposed to be a six way Lucha, but it seemed like it was like a a trios match. Um, <laughs> I don't know, you know. Like I said, I'm sick, so I'm probably <laughs> saying the wrong shit. But yeah, that, though, I saw the triple team move. Uh, one of the Lucha Libre dudes did, where like dude had uh, a sword, dude did like a um, did like a net breaker. The other dude did like a um, like a swanton. Um, yeah, yeah that was ridiculous. Yeah, they had a lot of ridiculous spots in that match, man, and the crowd just ate it up. The crowd was super pumped, and they were on fire the whole night, man. Like, it, it was cool. We got the, uh, you could buy buckets of beer there. I think they were, like, 
25 bucks or something like that. So, you know, I was getting buckets of Modelo and just kicking it. You know, me and my producers threatening a bunch of people up there that, uh, that I know from, you know, just the Chicago indie wrestling scene. Dude, the, the Orange Cassidy versus Gangrel was pretty dope. Oh, Orange Cassidy ring? Oh, that's right. They did wrestle this weekend. I posted, it, uh, posted a clip on his page, and that was hysterical, man. Yeah. I've seen that. <laughs> yeah, that's for all the, all the haters out there. They probably don't like that, but uh, I, I thought it was pretty damn entertaining. Um, Shoot. Orange Cassidy got to stop working so stiff. Yeah, I know. Like, right? like, man, he, like, he hitting way too hard with them lethal kicks, man. Yeah. Like, like, shoot, if he were to go to USC, he would get banned for lethal force. <laughs> yeah. Like, Orange Cassidy, I mean, just the chops. I mean, those chops made my back hurt. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> like, there, was, there was so much shit going on there. Uh, there was another, uh, it was like a group match. Um, Matthew Justice was in it. It's a few other guys that's escaping my mind right now. But uh, remember the spot? Uh Two guys did like somersault flips off because they like climbed the wall. Both of them jumped off, and then Matthew Justice like jumped on the, the truss, like the beams of the ceiling of the building, and scaled mm-hmm. back and just fucking dropped on the guy, dude. It was it was nuts, man. It, and it all came right through us, right where we were at, because we were standing right by the entrance. So if you guys watch Damn. that, I think that's uh, on Independent Wrestling uh, TV. You can stream that now. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. IndependentWrestling.tv mm-hmm. Yes. Get yeah. yours today. And also, guys, if you put in the code Journey, because one of my favorite promotions locally here in Kansas City, Journey Pro, has um, a promotion code you can put in. You put in Journey, you get 45 days free on IndependentWrestling.tv Check it out. Oh, yeah. I just get y'all. <laughs> yeah, but dude, that uh, Friday night was it was pretty dope, man. That was, uh, you know, I it, it, I thought it'd be hard to top that, but you know, we're talking about AEW going into that. Um, and we got through with uh, Game Changer and Black Label. Uh, we ended up staying up. My producer's brother has a pad out in Chicago, so we went out there. Um, we stopped by Pro Wrestling Tees afterwards. It was like. I don't know, one, two in the morning. Uh, got a couple of photo ops outside the building. And, uh, nice. Yeah, you know, did the whole thing with Effie. <laughs> uh, you guys can check that out. I think I posted that on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Just make people squirm, you know, because, hey, can't we all just get along? Yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you. <laughs> Man. I like the fact, um, I like the fact that like just wrestling in general just coming together, and you're getting to see more opportunities for shows and stuff like that. Especially with like the independent TV, like independent wrestling TV on the site, it's like you can see a lot of these like promotions on there. They actually circulate with each other in one way or another. Oh yeah, it's like, great. They're all working together, um, and like even Impact now working with Zello Pro and. Uh, my buddy Steve's promotion, Warrior Wrestling. Uh, they're going to be doing some joint shows before uh, Bound for Glory. Nice. And uh, Chicago two days before.
more glory. So it's getting crazy, man. Oh yeah. So what's your thoughts? Like, what do you think we're going with from the independent scene? Are we in a good place? Do you think this is going to be more of a more of a fanship that stays stronger than most mainstream brands? Or do you think this is for everybody who lives in the game, trying to change their name, trying to make sure they come in, will pass, and rules, uh, rise up in the class, and make sure they make everything happen in the mad dash? Because at the same time, everybody's trying to get that cash. At the same time, can they hold on to that stash? See, that's the trick, though. That's that's the big thing is cash. If if they okay, indie wrestling is in a spot where I don't think it's ever been outside of like ECW because I always considered ECW an indie brand. Mm-hmm. But if they're smart and they work together, like you were saying. Um, with impact, you know, there's that possibility for major recognition to the lower, you know, echelon of, you know, indie wrestling. And that opens the door for a lot of cash. And when you start getting that flow of cash in, that kind of changes the brand. Yeah. And if you stay true and loyal to the, the concept and the idea of indie wrestling, I think it will eventually peer as a, a, a one-on-one competitor with, like, WWE. But if if it all becomes about the money, as soon as it becomes about the money, quality changes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but I right now, I, I think right now they're, they're, it doesn't matter if it's MLW or AEW or anything, you know, it, if you're indie, you're on fire. And it's widely accepted. And that's kind of the thing that everybody needs to jump on, especially if you're an indie promoter, is people are, are opening their arms to you, and you need to put your best foot forward. Mm. And it used to be, you know, when you heard the word indie, it'd be like, people would be kind of like, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like when people make indie shows back in the day, they were thinking like, okay, it's outside the state fair or something like that. It's like two out of shape wrestlers, wrestlers, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> like they doing some botch moves. They trying to go through the ropes and they get stuck between the ropes type of stuff or something like that. <laughs> you know, like, that. this dude was like, he just. <laughs> I, I have to ask you. The Hurricanrana through. Okay, I'm, I'm reflecting back to the, the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers. The Hurricanrana Pell Driver through the table. Was it as amazing in person to see it as it was on TV? Because yeah. I seen it and I was like, I, I was losing it. I was like, you know, I, I was like, oh my God, he's dead. He's got to be dead. And they, yeah. they sold it mm. so good. Uh, yeah, man. I I think everything. And we'll have a, we're going to have my buddy Ed, uh, another partner of mine was there. And he had a, he has a badass camera. So he was. He was taking shots and doing video of a lot of this stuff, so we're going to have a bunch of that up eventually. Um, nice. But, yeah, I mean, we were watching. It was the same thing that you probably did or anybody across the world watching at home. Jumped up and like, what the fuck? You know, like, he did, oh. he's down, he's down. <laughs> oh, he's, I seriously thought he was dead, too. I was just like, he was like, like, all those bumps they took in that match? 
The Canadian, what was it? The Canadian destroyer threw the fucking ladder. You know, talking about that spot. Yeah. Oh, the destroyer spot. Yes. Jesus Christ! Like those guys really had to do something like that because it would have been a good match. But at this point, people have seen it a few times, so it's like they had to do something that was different. And then you've never, I've never seen that shit before. You know? No. Uh, No. It it was amazing. So yeah, to answer your question, man, it was it was totally the same as watching it at home live. It was like holy fuck! You had to grab someone, like shake them, like yeah, did you see that? <laughs> right on. So, what did everybody think of the having Darby Allen and um, Joey Janela match? Um, you know, to be honest with you, I'm trying to think of that one. Uh, yeah, it was like the first five minutes. They put um, they they tied up um, Havoc and they put um, put like thumbtacks in his mouth and duct tape his mouth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So you just <laughs> so much to remember. Um, I I thought it was cool, man. I I like Cracker Classic or something is what they were calling that match. Um, what was Cracker- it? Yeah, because um, the match was spawned by Cracker Barrel. So yeah, I was yeah. surprised by that. Yeah, yeah, they busted a few of those barrels, too. Oh, uh, missing havoc. Oh. Yeah. That hurts for him, man. He, man, had him on the steel stairs. He takes the barrel, does his coffin last. It was like watching a cartoon. It was just like, boom. Right. And I was like, you don't need some Geritol and Icy Hot after that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, and actually, uh, Janela came out the night before. He was at GCW. And it was a weird thing, too. A lot of guys were at GCW. I know uh, Dave Hancock from uh, Wrestling Travel was there. He was there with a uh, fat-ass Masa. And, like, I was, I was looking around. I see Masa walking around. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, Masa! He's looking at me. <laughs> Big smile on his face. But, uh, yeah, Janela came out. Because they had a, a ladder match, and this dude, G. Raver, uh, sliced himself, like, on his arm, underneath his armpit, really fucking bad, dude. Like, like he was straight shoot with these light tubes, man, and uh, they rushed his ass out to the hospital because he could have died, man. He could have nicked an artery or something. I mean, I, I got oh, a little bit of footage of the floor from where the blood was dripping at, but, yeah, no joke, man. They rushed his ass out. He got, he was holding his arm together and ran right to the back and, my boy Jeremy was repping that night. And he came out and he's like, yeah, he's already gone at, at the hospital. I'm like, dude, it's been like five minutes. But I guess there was a hospital across the street or some shit. So good for him, man. But, uh, yeah, Janela came out and he was giving props to, like, GCW and Black Label. And, you know, he couldn't obviously do anything. Uh, but I think, uh, what was it? He had a fan pack hanging, and that's what they were trying to climb the ladder and get, and whoever got that got the uh, first spot um, at his uh, Spring Break 4, I think, event that's coming up. So, yeah, I can't remember exactly who won it at this particular moment, but it it was a fucking White Claw and a fanny patch. (laughs) I'm just trying to imagine a whole bunch of dudes going after a fanny patch. (laughs) Yeah. It was pretty, pretty insane. Yo, fanny pack. This is the holy grail. 
that will get you that brass ring. <laughs> and also, there might be a little change in there, so you might be able to go to an arcade later. <laughs> That's dope, though. Oh yeah, I rocked the fanny pack back in the eighties. I, I rock it now. I, you know, I picked one up, a black level pro one up on uh, Friday night. I've been meaning to get one. Yeah, they actually are coming back. They are, dude, big time. Especially if you're a wrestling fan, man. I just my whole thing was is uh, I wear a lot of gym shorts, like band logo gym shorts and shit, and I got quite a few pairs that don't have any damn pockets. So it's like, you know, either that or I carry around a backpack the whole time. So I picked one up. Now I'm styling and profiling. Hey. Well, you can always go back to that picture of Brock. Yeah. 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 That pineapple haircut. He had had the people's haircut, the people's sweater, and the people's fanny. He had like a nice leather one. Oh, he had one of them nice fly, like designer leather ones. This is like, like man, you can see the shine off of that, and you can see the nineties in this in this outfit. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, rocked out. He was fly. He was just like, yo, baby, you see this fantastic? It's custom made. And that's what the rock does. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why'd you come over here and get this strudel, and I get a piece of that pie? <laughs> I know. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay, okay. So, what do you guys think of the way they're handling the women's division right now? Um, I, I think it's good. I know it's uh, mainly Brandy and Kenny Omega, surprisingly, that are like heading that up. Um, I thought that women's match was excellent. Um, the Casino Royale, I thought that was cool. It was cool to see like Tenille Dashwood come out. Um, you know, she yeah. combined with Impact. Uh, who else did they have? Uh, Mercedes. Jazz. Martin. I was so surprised that they got Jazz to show up. Yeah, Jazz was cool. I man. haven't seen Jazz in years. Well, she was the NWA Women's Champion. And uh, a few months ago, she gave it up and said she was, like, quitting or stopping some personal shit. I don't, I don't know. She didn't go into detail. When she came back, and she's bald, dude, like... Wow. I yeah. know, man. She came up. She was looking like a Wakanda warrior. Yeah. I feel like yeah. I'm like, yo, that's Jazz. She shaved her hair? Yeah. I don't know if she did that for looks or if she, you know, like I said, she may have, uh, maybe she went through chemo or something. I'm not, I don't want to spread any rumors because I don't know. But I know she was saying that, you know, the reason she had to vacate the NWA Women's Championship was due to, like, personal shit. So who knows on that? But, uh, yeah, it was cool to see her. And, you know, now you got Nyla Rose uh, that uh, fight for the uh, women's championship. Don't be um, her and Riho. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are hating on Nyla, man. You know, it, it's a I like time. Nyla. I like her, too. It's, it's, a, it's a touchy subject because she's transgender, you know. Mm. It is what it is, whatever, you know. I mean, first of all, it's pro wrestling. You know, it's not like this is uh, amateur wrestling, and I've seen some of those instances where it's like, hey, and even Joe Rogan said this, like, you can't be a boy who's trying to be a girl and then, like, wrestle girls, you know? I mean, you you have an unfair advantage, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That'd be like if I just, you know, I snipped my shit and put a wig on and went and tossed a bunch of little girls around, you know? Like, 
So mm. something like that, I can kind of see where, you know, there's a legit reason to kind of be, you know, upset about it. But, like, in this, it's pro wrestling, man. Like, it exactly. is. Like, let it be. Who cares, you know? I agree, because, like, at the end of the day, Nala's a good performer. That's all I got to say at the end of the day. I don't care what she what she does in her personal life. She's uh, From what I've heard, she's actually a nice girl. I've heard nothing really bad about her through, you know, the grapevine or whatever. She out here working hard, getting money. That's And I'm happy for her. I'm happy yeah. for Riho, because a lot of people didn't know who Riho was until, like, AEW. And... You know, I feel like they got a lot of great women. Brady Rose is actually getting better at wrestling. I'm seeing that. I'm happy to see her improving, too. Because we already know she got the microphone skills. She knows how to talk the shit. But yeah. to see her, like, really getting out there and putting on better matches or trying to, you know, show some skills, she's doing better at that. And then on top of that, the league itself is just dope. The women's division is hot. The men's division is hot. The tag team division is super hot. Dude, they got the best it's, tag division in all of wrestling. And they just signed yes. LAX, too. Yeah. Like, I was so freaking happy to see LAX after that match. I was like, who are those dudes in the presidential match? As soon as I saw those things, oh, I was like, oh my God, it's LAX. Yeah. The only thing I kind of don't like is where are they going to be called now, you know? I don't know what they were on the indie scene before they came to Impact. And here's the thing, like, Impact lets their guys go now and use their personas, hence EC3, you know, right. after that whole anthem and uh, Broken Hardy incident, you know, they said, fuck it, we're going to let people, if you establish a character here and you want to use it somewhere else, we'll let you do that, which is really cool because a lot of people don't, don't do that, you know, looking back in the WCW days, that's why you had like Earthquake went there and he was like the shark or how many guys was Bruce Beefcake, you know, because they couldn't, the Zodiac, the booty man, you know, like. They would always have the cheap entrance themes and the bullshit names because they couldn't use them. So it's going to be kind of weird. And I saw an interview uh, earlier today where the Bucks, uh, they actually said that, that uh, what is it, that blockbuster move that they do, the LAX did to them. Uh, I think Nick Jackson said, he's like, man, that hurt more than the fucking uh, the spot they did with the Lucha Bros on the ladder. Ow. But uh, he was like, yeah, we don't know what, you know, He's like, I don't know the legalities of it yet, and I don't know what we're going to call them. I, you know, they when uh, AEW tweeted it, when it happened, they just said they are here. Because everybody knows who they are, you know, but. Mm-hmm. And then I heard someone calling them, like, the Bolivas or something. I'm like, man, I fucking hope they don't just call them something stupid and cheesy like that, the Bolivas. Come on. The Bolivas, I'm just like. Oh my gosh. Do I? And I like that whole mentality they had as LAX. Like the whole, like, just gangbanging, you know, thuggish kind of hip dudes. Like, I hope they don't lose that. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with them. But, dude, that just added them on top of that. That's the icing on the cake. Their tag team division is, man. I dare say it's probably the best division that AEW has. I agree, because, I mean, I mean, look at it. Like, it's like LAX has some top-notch matches when they're in Impact. Yeah. Especially against said Lucha Brothers. Like, yeah. let's be honest. I've seen a couple of the matches with Lucha Bros, and I was never disappointed. I knew it was going to be a hot match. LAX works hard when they get in the ring. So, 
I'm excited to see them. Then of course Jack Evans and um and um Angelico. Like I like Jack Evans and Angelica because like you know I've seen them in Triple A multiple times. Everybody's seen them in Triple A. Gary he was like wrestling fan. So I'm not gonna lie though. What are they gonna get the W? Yeah, I don't know, man. That's a a good question, especially if losses and uh, wins actually really count, like they say they do. It's uh, you know, look at Kenny Omega; he just took another another loss too against Pop. I was surprised about that. That that wasn't surprising at all. There was uh, what, was it two submissions in the night? Was it two? Because he, um, he made did he make Kenny tap? No, Kenny passed out. Right, okay, so yeah, they, they made him look strong still, but essentially, in my eyes, whatever, it's it's a submission. I know he didn't actually submit, but I, I think of it as a submission victory. And then there was somebody else I was trying to think, too. Uh, who else got submitted? Um, somebody else tapped out. Somebody else did tap out that night. I can't remember. Okay, let's see. Who was the person that tapped out? Okay, so... It wasn't Hangman, was it? Nah, he made a tap out. He got the he got the Judas effect. He got the elbow. I didn't even know that um, Chris Jericho was doing that. Now, yeah, yeah it was pretty good. That was good. It's like he had a couple of moves, but he also um, he also showed a whole different ability in his wrestling. That's one thing I love about Jericho. Jericho always like evolved. Everybody's been saying that. Yeah, that was a damn good match. I ain't gonna lie though. I thought Heyman had it though. Yeah. I, I really thought he was going to have it, but at the same time, I understand why they went with Jericho. Because so when it comes down to what he got so much heat right now, that would be the best thing to do is put it on Jericho right now. Well, yeah, and he's a guy who's been there, you know, so he can make the rounds and do all that. And I think they're grooming Hangman to be in that spot at some point, you know. Mm-hmm. He's still young as hell. There's still, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of story to tell with him. So it's just starting your company off, you know. Jericho's perfect choice, and then the belt got stolen. You see that shit? I thought it was a work at first, but I guess it really got no, stolen. No, it really got stolen. I thought that was a work too. That's oh, it really got stolen. Yeah, he was at a Longhorn Steakhouse, man, and somebody stole it. And I guess uh, I read a thing: the cops found it, or somebody found it on the side of the road. Really. Turned, yeah, it turned it into police. So it, did, it didn't last long. It's been found. But. That is so disrespectful. <laughs> Man, if I was that person who did that, Jesus, I would have just put that damn thing in a closet and not said shit to anybody for years until it died down, you know? Ugh. Five years. Because then like, once he came out and admitted it, they wouldn't, you know, press charges. Like, oh, fuck it. Because that's a, dude, that's a, that's a thirty thousand dollar belt. That's how much it costs to make that damn thing. I I believe it. I mean, we already know there ain't no fool's gold on that belt. You know. <laughs> if I'm letting you know right now, though, if I could hold on to a title like that, I'm not gonna lie. I probably sleep with it, bathe with it, eat with it. <laughs> Hell yeah. I w- I mean, that title belt would be like Wilson and um. Wilson, uh, like the Wilson volleyball. Yeah. Out Wilson! <laughs> Wilson! <laughs> I think it's the dopest looking uh, championship belt next to like the IWGP title. 
I don't know. It's a little gaudy, but I'm starting to get used to it. I actually like it because it's different. so much different. Like, that and the women's title was um, pretty sharp. Yeah. Like, that's the best women's title I've seen in a while. And I know yeah. Shine got some good, decent looking titles, so does Stardom. Stardom does different styles, too. But it's something about the women's championship belt that really stuck out to me next to the, um, the uh, world, um, world title. I'm like, Maybe it's all that rose gold. <laughs> Something. I mean, shoot, they got diamonds. It's like, oh, WWE, like, WWE doesn't know how to make a top these days. But then here comes this. Yeah, this illustrious but, piece of work. It's ours. WWE one this thing trash. I do like the North American one, though. The NXT. Oh, the North American is dope. Yeah. That's and a nice title. The AEW, uh, the world title, was based on, a, what was it, like a Mid-Atlantic or Mid-South uh, championship belt? It was weird because I just seen. Uh, I was watching the network the other day, old uh, Mid Atlantic Wrestling, and they. Uh, I'm trying to think who the fucking champ was. Damn. Ah, uh, I can't remember shit right now. But they, anyway, they had the belt sitting up there, and I was looking at it. And I was like, yeah. yeah, you could totally tell that's where they got the look from. You know, it's like that kind of mixed with the IWGP. It's kind of what I think. Nice. Yeah. Um... I will say, I, I do want to say something. I got a comment on the 24-7 bill for a second. R-Truth is now a 14-time champion. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to throw that out there. Him and Drake Maverick are making that bill so relevant. Yeah. <laughs> see what happens every week. You want to see it. All right, even though it looks like a giant arcade token, with green straps. Oh, dude, that thing looks like a booger, dude. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to see your life. I'm like, why is that arcade fucking sticking on a belt? Like, it's like, is this the gold of Like, is this what Johnny Depp's character on um, Captain Jack Sparrow was looking for when I look at this belt? <laughs> you know what? The, you know what the ode is, right? What it's the ode to? The hardcore title. The hardcore title, yeah. No, I mean the design. You know what the actual design is. Oh, what is that? The actual design is from the the late seventies, early eighties. When Hogan won the oh, world yeah. title from in the, the very beginning, yes, yeah. that's where the uh, the original idea came from. Is because the mm -hmm. original world title was a green belt. Hey, how's it going, guys? And thank you for tuning in as we do this commercial break. Carlton's Grand Jerky, some of the best jerky I've ever had in my life. I'm talking about Sweet Brine, So Divine. And they even have a selection coming out soon, the limited edition Buffalo Jerky. So great, it'll put you in a whole different mind state. You can get yours today at GrandJerkySD.com. Once again, that's Carlton's Grand Jerky, and you can get yours today at GrandJerkySD.com. And... Our second sponsor, I would like to say hello to Jarhead's Mobile Welding, which is ran by a gentleman by the name of Eric Brack out of Blue Springs, Missouri. He will go anywhere in the Jackson County area if needing service because if you name the mission, they get the fixing. Marine Corps Standard Service, and also he gets a wonderful quote. So go ahead and check out Jarhead's Mobile Welding at Facebook at Facebook slash Jarhead's Mobile Welding or you can go to the Instagram or you can also go 
to the Twitter as well. Hey, I'm Eric Morris with Morris and Varro. We provide accurate and cost-effective foundation repairs as well as dry solutions for your basement or cost base. If you're in the Atlanta metro area and you have water coming in below your house or you see cracks in your foundation wall, then give us a call at 770-546-3998 or visit our website at morrisonviral.com. Also, you can follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at morrisonviral to find useful resources that can help you with your foundation solutions. And it was yeah. circular, like the way it, the twenty four seven is. That's yeah. where the idea came from. Well, that's sucks. what it says online, anyway. Sucks they had to use oh. that for such a shitty concept. Ugh. Oh well, yeah. hey man, we we it's can go a, back to the gold. We can go back to the copper penny title belts. They try to merge the tag team division together. <laughs> oh, those belts oh, are so ugly too, man. With the the Roman helmets or whatever on them. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I never liked them. I heard talks like supposedly the revival wanted to bring back the old school ones, like the the big thick ones that guys like the Heart Foundation and the Bulldogs and shit had. Yeah, yeah. I say do it, man, because look what Cody did with Intercontinental Belt, you know, and they've continued to use that. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Yeah, I love oh. Intercontinental Belt as well. That's the best. Huh? Myself, I want that winged eagle title back, man. The old school. You know what I? You know what I want though. I want somebody to be like Ultimate Warrior and just change the colors of the color every damn time. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to do that again. Yeah. It's like I just want the belt changed like every like every pay per view. Just like I don't. Know if it comes out like well, like Doody Brown made that. Just <laughs> Doody Brown. <laughs> That dude, <laughs> 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 I'm so dead serious, man. What'd you guys think that, that uh, the Cody match? Okay, first of all, I love the third entrance. That was the third I've ever seen. It was so cool. Yeah, yeah. He brought the dog. The people was there. How do you feel about the dead thing, though? I'm I actually like him, Jeff, though. He is a really good heel. I don't know anybody that can make a crowd so mad when he gets on the microphone. He don't even got to say nothing, and everybody's already booing him. But then, it's like, okay, so wait a minute. What's happening? Uh, So I was a little confused by that. The match versus Sean Spears was awesome. Sean Spears came in with the brain contacts, looking all vicious and stuff, instead of, you know, being treated like a cornball like WWE was trying to do. Mm. And, of course, the vengeance chair shots, the pyro, just everything was tough. I mean, I ain't going to sit here and lie. That was, I mean, shoot. If I think about it, I think Sean Spears basically kind of had like, a, like his like his whole like outfit or whatever. It reminded me of Green Arrow. 
That's what kind of reminded me of. It's a Green Arrow style outfit, but at the same time, he's trying to look like a hardcore fighter with the chair, being the chairman, Sean Spears. So I'm like a revamp of what he's doing with his character, being the perfect 10 and everything. And then when it comes to Cody, of course, I always like Cody's style. Shoot, he's got that boss level coming up with the entrance ramp, just kind of rising style, trying to pull a curt angle. Um, like, I am the alien threat that's going to destroy you. This is why they call me the American Nightmare. And plus, I always love his entrance song. I love his entrance. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was killer entrance. <laughs> Match was pretty damn good, too. I liked uh, how Tully Blanchard got involved, man, and then Arn Anderson came out with the Spinebuster. Oh, my gosh. The Spinebuster by Arn Anderson. As soon as I saw Arn, I was like... I am still throwing a spine buster and breaking people's backs, I see. <laughs> I was like, I was like, he's got one of the best spine busters ever in Red yeah, history. He's always had a, a dynamic spine buster. Oh my look at look at uh look at double A still coming down here and uh, taking people out. And like he like sixty something years old. He's yeah. about 120 years old. Years, and he's still out here throwing spine busters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was cool. It's gonna be interesting to see where they go with that. I got Arn Anderson's gonna come back in the ring for one more time. <laughs> I don't know about all that. He's he's a big boy now, man. And you can tell like after he laid that uh, spine buster, and he kind of when he landed, he had like this weird bounce. Like I, I don't know. If he, caught that or not but it was just, I don't know it was a little awkward <laughs> like afterwards but he's old he he's fat as hell I mean you know he got a little ring rust you know just a little you know just a little bit he'll probably put on like some wrestling shorts you know put on a t-shirt or something like that get him you know deliver a good spine buster to Tony Blanchard I see like a Risco versus Scott Hall situation, a Risco versus Eric Bischoff situation from Starcade like '97 or something. Okay, that was a bad. That was a bad thought. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so bosh. <laughs> so, guys, to harass you for the last 40 minutes. I know. I know. I know. So, guys, what is going on in the schedule for the future for you guys? We all three have podcasts, which we're all great at. We're all dope. And I'll talk to that. On top of that, we're associated with dope people. You're two included. And then you're associated with me, so congratulations. <laughs> I love you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. <laughs> but nah, man. I'm glad that you guys took the time out. Um, Justin, I hope that you feel better, man. Because I'm all... The shit yeah, sucks. Yeah. I wish that more more energy, man. But I'm... Ugh. By the way, whose dick did you touch, by the way? <laughs> Effie. Oh. Really? Yeah. Effie. Yeah, what was that like? Uh, what's that? What was it like? Well, what was that like? Uh, it, was, it was weird, and especially because it took forever 
for my buddy to snap the picture, so I got uncomfortable real quick. <laughs> and he was all bloody because he just fought Nick Gage. Oh, not bloody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it was good. You know, like I said, long weekend, man. We did, we did that. Did uh, AEW and then Warrior Wrestling. Uh, we set up, um, dude. I was, had a table right next to Austin Aries and Frank Mir. I was uh, kicking it with those guys for a little bit. I was trying to get Frank Mir to choke this dude out. I know, and it just I don't know if it was time or what. It just it ended up not happening. So that kind of sucked. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, they were cool as hell, man. Lucha Bros. Uh, they were there. I got to see them guys unmasked again. Uh, well, it was Brian Cage, Killer Cross, uh, Mick Foley it was super cool, man. Uh, he was. I didn't talk to him too much during the event. It was like we were leaving and he was parked right next to us. My producer was like, hey, man, you want to get out and take a picture with him? And I'm like, man, I don't want to be that guy. See, that's like the one thing. Like, it sucks because you want content, right, for your show and well, shit. Those experiences. But at the same time, it's like this motherfucker's trying to get, you know. Like, I, I don't want to be that motherfucker to bother him. And, you know, so I was just, I rolled the window down. And I was like, hey, Mick. Like, thanks, man. Good job tonight. And, uh, oh, thanks very much. I have a safe ride home. And that was it. That's all I needed, you know. But, uh, it, it was really cool, man. That, uh, fuck, man. If you guys, uh, check out High Spots Wrestling Network at all, um, watch War of Wrestling 6. It, it is a fucking amazing card from top to bottom. We were lucky enough to sit next to, uh, this group of Mexicans. They brought in like drums and stuff, so they're just—I mean, like you're at a lucha event, dude. They're just banging on these drums, and dude, it was fucking. They're getting the crowd going. Ultimo Guerrero was there. Uh, lucha Bros. I got some. Uh, if you look on my Instagram, I got some good footage of uh, the Lucha Bros. Fucking destroying uh, Tessa Blanchard and Daga. <laughs> dude, she went hard. She was a tough woman. Nasty, she took some nasty super kicks, dude. Like. It looked like she straight got the shit knocked out of her. Um, it, that that was a good match, dude. Austin Aries versus uh, Alex Shelley was another good one. Uh, oh Shelley! Oh Shelley! Oh yeah! Back. So he's not. Dude, I heard he was injured really bad last time. He he retired about a year ago. He called it quits, and then uh, it was surprised me when he was announced for this, and uh, it was cool after, you know. Aries cut a promo after the match. I think I posted that on Instagram too. But uh, it was it was just like a respect thing. He's like, you know, we've been work, working together. I've known you for 15 years. You know, we started this style of wrestling with uh, Generation Next. And he's like, you know, you don't still have it. He's like, you never lost it. He's like, we may be old and shitty now, but, you know, we, we could still go. And, it, dude, it was just, it was a great promo, man. He had mad respect for Shelly and vice versa and it was cool man you know that I, I i dig the respect factor in matches like that you know and these both of those dudes went hard in the paint um lance archer versus alex zane i saw alex zane twice i saw him at uh friday night at uh, gcw as well and that guy is just unbelievable and once again go check out the instagram because i got this video of uh lance archer pouncing alex zane Oh man, <laughs> he took a pounce. Zane took a pounce. He looked like 
like just a rag doll getting thrown across the ring, dude. It was it was intense. Dude, I didn't even know Lance Archer was going back and forth to uh no Lance Archer, uh Lance Hoyt. I didn't know Lance Archer too. I yeah, like him yeah. in WWE, but they didn't him. But like I thought he was still like I thought he was still in Japan. I didn't know he was gonna come down to America and do a couple events. That's tight though. Yeah, yeah, he uh that was a surprise too. Like I said, these guys at Warrior, man, they're uh shout out to Steve Tortorello, he's my boy, man. They, uh, they're always busting out like killer cards, dude. They had uh Caristico was there, the original Sin Cara. Um Nice. It was it was a very heavy lucha based uh program that night. There's a lot Ultimo Guerrero, you know, like I said, uh Atlantis, you know, like some straight lucha legends, man, and it was dope from start to finish, dude. Like there was like I said, High Spots Wrestling Network, Warrior Wrestling, all their shits on there. Like you guys gotta check that out because it's they're 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 gonna be blowing up. And like I said, working with Impact and stuff, it's Cancelo Pro. Yeah, man. That was just that was the top off our weekend. And man, after that I was just I was dead tired. We <laughs> me and my producer went and got tacos for the second night in a row, like a damn near midnight one in the morning and hey. after that I got hey. home and woke up, felt like shit the next day. <laughs> well hey. You can't go wrong with tacos, oh, sir. Oh no, no. That is that is nature's gift to all of us. Yeah, some help has to Oh, yes. Don't get me started. I'm actually really hungry. Oh. Oh, so, um. I'm going to do this right now. To all the people that are watching at home. And to those that are listening on audio. Make sure you check out Gentleman's Podcast. Check out. Juice Pro Wrestling. Check out Tools the Boss. Check out Jason Mon in general. Check out Handsome Prick. Justin's band. Check out great content. That's also no conflict. It's just raw, uncensored, uncut. It's a check in the guts. <laughs> yeah. They're all going to think I'm so extra when I watch this. <laughs> and you darn right I am <laughs> anyway but yeah shout out your social tags and David you've been all quiet and stuff what's going on over there I've just been enjoying listening to I, I got kind of got caught up in everything that was saying I sorry I talk too much you guys you get, <laughs> you get me going off no. too damn much no I, I went more into like a fan mode I was just digging all the content that you were laying out and and I enjoyed it, absolutely. Just because I was being quiet doesn't mean I wasn't enjoying the conversation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you over there just looking all serious. I'm just like... You got the toothpick, you're going to flick it like razor, <laughs> like... Like... Just look at that, too! Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. I'm Reza Mamon. <laughs> I ain't doing right, though. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> hey, the chicas, they just for fun, man. <laughs> Remember those old uh, vignettes he used to do? Oh, I miss those. Yeah. Uh, those were so great. I like when uh, he, there was a kid by the water fountain or something, and he just pushed him over and pushed him in there. He's like, I'll probably just 
God is hot for life. Or, no, no, I'm mixing it up. It was a chick. Some chick came up to him and he told her to go get, she was a waitress or something. He's being like a dick to her. It's like, I'll probably just scarred her heart for life, man. <laughs> like, oh. uh, those are the good old days, man. Those Razor Moan shit. I miss him. I wish he wasn't, uh, you know, he's a guy that, dude, he was always in good shape up until like the end of WCW and in TNA. Just, dude, he let the booze and the drugs get a hold of him and sucks because now he's got a pacemaker and shit and he can't really you know he's never gonna wrestle again but yeah no. taking bumps are gone definitely yeah yeah, yeah oh yeah. yeah i mean thankfully he got clean though he's sober again yeah it's good he's in so, best health he can be i guess you know so he's looking a lot better his skin looks clear yeah so, yeah he was looking like shit man when he was wearing that uh when they were bringing him to dallas he had that juggalo shirt on that hockey jersey and he's in the wheelchair like so hard to believe mm. dude he was one he had like like i said man he had one of the best builds in wrestling he was in back in the awa too man when he was big scott hall he would team mm. uh, rick steiner he was just he had, he had like the kind of afro and mustache and he was just like a big ass dude like intimidating you know i mean heck plus i'm sorry when it comes down to what he had one of the best moves in the biz because I yeah. love the Razor's Edge slash last off. I like that move. That mm-hmm. I mean, shoot, it doesn't get no more legendary than somebody literally basically holding you off your shoulder, off um, off of his shoulders, and just landing straight like a freaking Kansas silo missile. Just boom! You're yeah. just like, ah, that really looks like it hurts. Because yeah. you know, you want to know something funny. Okay, so Action Bronson, okay, he used to be a huge fan of um, my 80s wrestling until like, the 90s and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. He was talking about, like, because, like, he always has his uh, reputation of, like, he wa- people want to get slammed by him ever since he slammed his one dude that got on stage and was disrespectful, right? Mm-hmm. So, apparently, like, a little person jumped on the stage because he wanted to get slammed, and he literally razor's edged the guy into the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I felt so bad, but I don't know. I think he hit the floor when I did it. He, <laughs> he got back up. up. Yeah, I think he scarred that guy's heart for a life. <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> In his fucking skull, too, from the sound of it. <laughs> too bad, you know, here's the sad thing. Too bad uh, Cody, Scott's kid, guy ain't got no talent. You know, he's just like this big blob of nothing. He's kind of a dick, too, you know? I don't know if you guys ever see any of his stupid shit that he posts online on like Twitter and stuff but oh he's got a son named Cody yeah Cody Hall he was in Bullet Club he was like a young boy for Bullet Club for a hot second and then he just kind of fell off man and hmm. all he does now is like run his mouth about other people and it's like dude what have you done you know yeah. well, he got him off his dad's fame oh yeah yeah, pretty much. But be better than your um than the past generation. Orton had to prove it, Rhodes had to prove it. I mean, sure, two generations of Rhodes had to prove it because you got to think about it. Dustin came out in the nineties, and then Cody came in two thousand. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, shoot, Charlotte Flair got to prove that she ain't her daddy. Yeah, yeah. all those guys do, you know. And I don't know. 
Cody just, I seen some of his shit in New Japan, and it was like, like I said, he was a young boy. He didn't go over there, like, to dominate, you know. He was basically the guy, like, interfering in a match or, you know, getting the fucking towels for the guys. Right. Hey, Cody, right. this is for you, Cody. <laughs> He's a well, dick. Well, you heard that first. Shots fired. I mean, shoot. You know who I seen that's improved as a legacy? Baby R. Smith Jr. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ape Boy's cool. I got that dude's phone number. I'm going to be uh, hitting him up for a show. Hopefully sometime soon, so that I can clear my schedule. Bro, you got to tell me how that goes. I like that dude. I like him and um, um, MLW. He's been doing some really good things in MLW. Are we yeah. talking about Harry Smith? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. British Bulldog Sun. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of good things. I see he's improved so much. Because, um, I mean, he was really improving in WWE. Even when he was, like, before his tenure was over with them. Like, I feel like he was actually one of the most improved wrestlers. Him, Chris Masters, and stuff during that era of, like, but unfortunately, you know, WWE was like going back and forth with talent and stuff like that. It was some good people to go. And then all of a sudden, I'm glad he left. Then all of a sudden, I'm glad he left him too because then he teamed up with Lance Archer or Lance Hoyt, guys. Um, <laughs> and they were kicking the ass in the and so. Yeah, the killer elite squad. Yeah, I actually like that duo. So, guys. Always remember, don't count somebody out just because they leave WWE. Sometimes they come back better. Yeah. A lot of them do. Oh. Yeah. One last thing. Does he, have y'all been keeping up with the King of the Ring thing going on? Um, I have not. I have. I, no. I miss SmackDown, too, so I don't. Other than, I, you know, I heard, like, about the Bailey heel turn. What was that on Raw? Mm-hmm. Um, and some other shit here and there. I haven't really kept up with much from them. I think they're giving Chad Gable a push. Yeah, it looks like it. He looks so weird though now, man, with a short haircut. You see, I thought they should have pushed him initially when they brought Kurt Angle back. They should have had Angle as like his manager slash trainer, you know, because they're both Olympic wrestlers, you know, like Mm. sometimes you don't have to write that story. It just fucking writes itself, man. Like, Whatever happened to Gable's partner? Jason Jordan, uh, Kurt Angle's son. <laughs> Kurt Angle's dipping in the chocolate, apparently. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. But now, like... That was a horrible storyline. Like, who's going to believe that shit, you know? I mean, he is, like, light, he light-skinned as heck, and apparently he is half-white. Yeah, he is, but he looks nothing like Kurt Angle. Well, True. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was probably one of the most ridiculous storylines that they've done in the past 10 years, and they've had a lot of crap. But that's try to push, and people knew. People knew that wasn't his kid. You know, Jason Jordan, dude, he's a Hoosier, man. That dude, uh, you know, he went to Indiana University. Um, he was a hell of an athlete. I think his career is done. Um, he had some really bad. What's that? So what happened? Did he do something backstage and piss a whole bunch of people off like Cass did? No, his neck. He 
dude. He got he's been out on injuries. <gasps> Wait a minute, he won his neck? I yeah, I believe that's what it was, was his neck, man. So he's, Dang, he's probably sort of, done. He gone. Man, that's sort of like that's sort of like what happened with Tyson Kidd, man. Yeah. I was so sad when Tyson Kidd got injured. Yeah. It was like he he was actually bringing his career back up when he was doing the Cesaro tag team thing. They were a fucking badass tag team. I hate to see good wrestlers like that have to end their career so shortly. Because Jason Jordan hadn't really been in the main card that long. Yeah. Hey, but it, it's fake, right? It's fake. Yeah, people think no, it's... Nobody gets hurt. <laughs> They get hurt all the time, man. Hell, you saw at the event that you were at how bad they be getting hurt. Like, oh, yeah. shoot, busting themselves wide open. They might land wrong or something. Yeah. That definitely is inevitable. Whole, that's a whole different deal, man. Like, I'm not. I used to watch, like, what was it, like, Big Japan and stuff um, in high school. Oh, God. And, uh, you know, though back then, those were, like, the king and the deathmatch uh, type shit. And then. ECW wasn't like deathmatch per se, but it definitely had elements of it. Uh, mm. I like that stuff, but I'm not like a huge fan for it. But I will tell you this: like those fucking fans are rabid, dude. Like that mm. uh, that Friday night show was just that was probably the most rowdy crowd out of the three shows I went to, including AEW. You know, so that that yeah. fucking says something. I mean, they were they were pumped from start to finish with like. Hundred percent, man. Like pure octane, like on their shit, yelling for people. And uh, Jerry the King Lawler was there. Um, yeah, he came out and cut an old school promo. Kind of, it, it was reminiscent of when he was ripping on uh, ECW. Except he's cutting it now on GCW. He's like, I feel like I'm having a flashback. <laughs> and he was calling it uh, what do you call it? Like greatly or god awful crappy wrestling. And then the crowd went from like booing him. He was so over. And as soon as he opened his mouth and said, "It was old school heel shit," you know, he's telling the person in the front row, "He's like, that's what happens when you marry your cousin." He's <laughs> just getting old school heel heat. So me and my producer Sren, we're laughing, and they went from like loving this guy to like, "Fuck you, Lawler," <laughs> real quick. Dude. I love Jerry. When yeah. Jerry does shit like that, I love him for that. Cause like that's some funny stuff. <laughs> I tell you what, too, man, for being sixty-eight or sixty-nine, however old he is, and having a heart attack a few years ago, dude, he was moving around great, man. I'm happy to hear that. Did you know? Did What's you up? know that it was actually signed? That it was supposed to happen back in 1977. Was Lawler was actually supposed to wrestle? Elvis Presley. It really? was it was supposed to happen. And the the contract and everything was was signed and after Presley finished his last tour, he was supposed to go do a wrestling skit with Lawler. And uh but you know, obviously he never finished his tour. And that's what happened. <laughs> he never finished that dump either he was taking. Nope. <laughs> He's gonna do some karate, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I died a little inside. Thanks, Justin. Yeah. Thanks, Justin. <laughs> hey, man. That's he, true. If you want to die inside, just call Justin Wallace and David Montoya. <laughs> we'll get you. He's like, 
We coming for you! <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, we coming for you! <laughs> hey, you know Booker T when he said the N word, he was like, and like, oh, dude, old girl was he, like, she was like, it's okay. It's okay. Just yeah, yeah. He looked at himself. He's just like, <laughs> live on TNT. Is Booker T just getting oh, real? He was just talk ho- ho- like he done did the streets on Hogan. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. I was shit. like. That's all I know, Booker T is just a straight up brother, man. Just like that that right there, they're like, I'm coming for you. I was like <laughs> Dude, it's there's been a lot of messed up shit like that. Look at what uh Vince McMahon said it to John Cena. You ever seen that? No. Go on your hey, Wrong time here. Yeah, yeah. Go after we're done here. Go on YouTube and watch it. Wasn't he the ECW champ at the time, or no? Yeah, with the do rag and everything. He had the yeah. do rag on, and it was. And then it's funny because he says that to John Cena, and then walks past him, and then Booker T looks at him like, "Tell me, he didn't just say that." <laughs> yeah, that was on TV, man. What if Vince said the N word? Yeah. Oh yeah. He's like, he walks up to John Cena, he's doing his thing, he's like, hey, John, what's up, my, you know, and he drops it. And then Booker T looked like, tell me, he did not just say that. <laughs> you do a good Booker T. <laughs> Thanks, man. Five times. I can't do, do it right do now. I can't do Booker T. <laughs> I can, can I get somebody, I can't do a lot of these wrestler impressions. Like, I love them, but at the same time, like, he does a good Randy Savage impression, too. Ooh, yeah, but was it feeling so sick and might be even better, dick it? That is good. Right? I could probably <laughs> like to do like a Shelton Benjamin. Hello, you're looking at the greatest, the world's greatest. <laughs> Shelton Benjamin. That's the only <laughs> thing I could do. Because he could not cut a promo to save his life. He's tried. Yeah, that's why they had that thing coming up recently with him when they're like, what are your thoughts? And he's just like, and doesn't say shit. <laughs> he he's not good at cutting promo. He's one of the most athletic dudes I've seen in wrestling. He was great in New Japan. He was great during the early two thousands and stuff. He's still great now. But when it comes down to it, that man cannot cut a promo to save his life. No, no, he can't. I will still love him regardless of the fact that he can cut a promo. <laughs> I ain't gonna know the short jokes he's been making about Chad Gable was funny though. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, yo! Did y'all see that um, that that clip of um, Nikki Cross stalking him? No, I didn't. Basically, she coming around like hiding in like containers and stuff like that, coming up behind it like and just like hanging on to him and stuff like that, <laughs> like coming from behind trying to put him in a chokehold while holding on to his back and stuff. <laughs> she was like, "Get this crazy woman away from me." <laughs> <laughs> They're probably about the same height. <laughs> <laughs> I love that woman. Nikki Cross is dope. But yeah, she's pretty cool. The, yeah, like, I'm sorry. My, okay, so my brother walked in one night, right? And I was sitting there watching wrestling. And she did that one thing where, you know, she puts, uh, she pulls you into the, um, into the little canvas barrier or whatever. Like the little canvas um, like curtain or whatever. And she just started, like, beating the hell out of this chick with, with four arms and stuff like that. 
he was just like, he looked at me, he was like, that's pretty much me. <laughs> Alright, I'm taking y'all time long enough. I, I'm going to let y'all go and stuff. Um, for real, put out your tags, hashtag, um, what we can find. And um, also, um, shout out to all the pro wrestlers we know. Shout out to the promotions. And um, shout out to um, future things coming on. But yeah, Dave is doing something dope. Yeah, I just got word that the uh, the belt designer approved the design, so they're going to start working on the belt here soon. Nice. You got a custom belt being made? Um, I got a wild hair and decided to start a promotion. I'm starting something called the JPWI, mm-hmm. and at our um, expo, the uh, Pop Culture Expo, we're having a thing called the Expo Explosion. It's going to be like a mini event, and pretty much we'll decide who, who gets the belt. And I'm trying to approach it like old school 80s, you know, very, very, I'm, I'm trying to make it like a, uh, a tournament, you know, like almost like old WrestleMania 4 kind of feel. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to book it that way. And uh, I took some elements from old school belts, like uh, the the IWGP belt, the like the old Ron Simmons world title belt from WCW days. Yeah, uh, nice. intercontinental, and I, I kind of just meshed them all together and, and came up with my own design and, and shipped it off. And the guy's been wanting to meet with me about it, and I finally got a chance to talk to him. So it's gonna happen. Oh yeah, can't wait to see that shit. Travel to California to see this. So go see some sunshine and some wrestling. Oh, animation and paint. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> well, um, go ahead and promote your, um, uh, I can't even speak English today. So, yes, please promote your, ha- um, your, um, oh my gosh, you know what I mean. Promote yeah, your go ahead, Dave. Hit him up. Uh, just. Go to www.jazelmon.com and everything that I'm involved is right there. You just click on one of the logos, and I made it. I made it easy for everybody for that reason, just because I have so much crap. So just www.jazelmon.com. Click a logo, and it'll take you where you need to go. Sweet. Um, yeah, Juice Pro Wrestling available any podcast platform. Uh, Every week, every Wednesday, uh, every Thursday, we put out uh, episodes on YouTube. And then I sprinkle shit in between. Uh, we're on Instagram and Facebook at Juice Pro Wrestling. On Twitter at JP Dub Podcast. You guys want to interact? We got a Facebook group called the JP Woo, the Juice Pro Wrestling Universe. Um, it ain't nothing to fuck with. Um, hit that up. Join it. Interact. You know, all you wrestling fans out there want to share anything wrestling related. Is you know it could be music as long as it's related to wrestling pertains to something like that to share interact with a bunch of other fans and have a good time you know and at the same time get information about upcoming shows and on the indie scene and you know all the major feds and all that too. Nice, perfect. 
Yeah. All right, guys. So uh, with that, my name is Anthony Anthem, a.k.a. Black Fabio, a.k.a. The Midnight Marauder, a.k.a. John Cena, <laughs> a.k.a. <laughs> AKA Mr. AKA. And with that, I'm done, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Too sweet, man. Delivery Bros.